This episode is brought to you by my free webinar, Jump and Scale Your Business. It's my three-part training series, all dedicated to finding and attracting the right kind of people that will scale your business. Did I mention it's free? Listen, you have to attend this if you want to grow your staff, you feel like you're being held hostage, you have high turnover, you feel burnt out, or you're just not seeing the results you want. Join me for this three-part free webinar series. Register now at jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. I'll see you there. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of Bella in Your Business. I'm Bella Vasta with Jump Consulting, and I'm so glad that you're listening to me today. I wonder, where are you listening to me? Are you listening on your computer, maybe your laptop in the house while you're folding laundry, driving around in your earbuds while you're walking a dog? Shoot on over to facebook.com backslash Bella in Your Business. Like the page and tell me, Where are you listening? I've been on uh, quite a rampage today explaining to people um, how valuable podcasts such as this one could be and what kind of things people are listening to. I found out that pet sitters are listening to everything from uh, sermons to TED Talks to Comedy Central on Sirius Satellite Radio um, to podcasts and webinars and YouTube clips all kinds of things. And um, I hope that if you're one of those people, you add me to your library as well. You just go to iTunes and search for Bella in your business, and you could add the episodes to your your um, repertoire, if you will. Or you can go to Stitcher if you are a Stitcher member. That's uh, a free app that has tons of podcasts on it. I listen to uh, a lot of Marcus Sheridan over there, as well as... Peter Shankman, who has a podcast interviewing entrepreneurs on all of their mistakes. And his premise is that nothing is really a mistake in business as long as you learn from it. And my friend Peter, I love that idea. In fact, if you even want to see more from Peter Shankman, I landed a 10-minute interview with him face-to-face over Google Hangout. You can shoot on over to my Google uh profile page and hit the YouTube videos and you can see it there. All right, so catching you guys up, it is now November, if you can believe it. A lot of you pet sitters are hitting it out of the park. I hear you're up 30%, 40%, 20%, all kinds of crazy, amazing things, and I am just cheering along with you. I am so excited to hear that. I'm so excited to see you guys growing your business and, and making the adjustments to make your business work for you. A lot of you have been asking kind of how have I been keep going when I'm going through my own personal crisis. I've been very transparent and open about that. I have a beautiful baby daughter named Olivia who's uh, currently 110 days in the NICU, and she is such a little trooper. She was born at 12 ounces, 10 inches long, and is now 6.5 pounds, and holy cow, can that girl pack a punch. Uh, We're just working on her lungs to be developing right now. But I go to NICU every single day. So if you add in the days that I was in the hospital leading up to her birth, uh, I have been going to the hospital for 115 days in a row now. 
So to say that it's a habit is an understatement because habits start after 30 days of doing something. (laughs) Did you know that? In any case, um, I have started this thing called Stop Light Confessional. I have not been able to blog as much as I'd like to because I haven't been able to sit down and crank out on my my keyboard. So what I've been doing is uh, I hit a couple of stoplights every morning and I pull out my iPhone and I video myself and I give you kind of my thought for the day. I call it Stoplight Confessional. They last like uh, about two minutes or so or however long it takes for the light to turn green and it's pretty cool. You can head on over to facebook.com backslash jump consulting or even facebook.com backslash Bella in your business and you can see some of the videos I've got going on there. Uh, My feedback that I've been getting is that they're inspirational, they're thought provoking. I give you some tips and tricks on apps that I see really help me in my business uh, such as Mile IQ which is a great app to track your miles, uh, as well as some good ideas to do that cost you nothing except for your time to gain you and your business more exposure for the holidays coming up. So we've been pretty active online and I'm really happy that as my life has become in crisis, honestly, I've been able to tweak my businesses, uh, both pet sitting and the coaching, to fit my lifestyle. Both have continued on just as normal. Uh, It just is a little bit different than it used to be, and that's okay. And the best part about having a business, I believe, as you learned in the last episode, is to have it formed towards your lifestyle and your liking, because you are the one running the business after all, right? So today I'm going to take a different approach, and I've collected a bunch of questions from you guys specifically for this episode. So the first one comes from Laura, and she says, Hi, Bella. My question is, at what point would you hire employees and how do you transition your clients into allowing them to come to their home? That's a great question, Laura, and one that I definitely address in the fourth lesson of the Employee Quick Start Program that you can find on jumpconsulting.net. It is a four-week program uh, designed to be worked on for um, an hour a day and then plus your homework, and it comes in about 60 pages and two hours of audio Or we could do it one-on-one, one hour a week for four weeks. But it's basically designed that at the end of four weeks, you have everything you need to know and prepare for in order to have employees. The only thing you're left with is finding the actual person. So how do you know when you need to hire employees? Well, that's kind of different for everyone. I've worked with some pet sitting business owners that have hired them right out the gate. Uh, it's kind of the chicken and the egg question. Do you Does the chicken come first or does the egg come first? It really depends on your outlook. Do you want to start off with all this help and kind of get them built up? Or some people have this myth that in order to have employees, you have to guarantee them X amount of dollars per week or per month. That is just a myth, you guys. It is a fallacy. It is a self-prohibiting, stinking, thinking kind of thing. And I don't want you to believe that. It really comes down to you and your goals and what you want. So if you want to run out the gate with employees, there is no law that says you cannot do it. I made the mistake where for some reason I was looking for some golden ticket or sign or something that I wanted someone to tell me, yep, you need employees. Well, that came in the form of being offered an all-expenses-paid trip to Jamaica in July, which in Arizona is one of the busiest months of the entire year for me. 
Well, I didn't want to let that opportunity go to waste, so I quickly scurried and I hired an IC. Yes, an IC. And I understand that many of you are screaming at me right now, Bella, you can't hire an IC. You're absolutely right. I contracted them. So I contracted with an IC, and the more I got to realize what a true IC was, the less I wanted one. But it helped me get past that one moment, which was the um, the need to actually go on this trip, and I was able to take the jump. But then I waded through all of these waves, and I had no idea who to go to, what to do, what workman's comp was, where to go, how it worked. I didn't know anything. So I had to struggle through it my whole the whole time. I didn't have anyone showing me how to do it, let alone in the pet sitting world. Nobody at that time had ever explained how to get employees. In fact, at that time in the industry, about five years ago, hardly anybody had employees. Everyone was doing independent contractors. So, Laura, back to your question. When should you hire and when should you when should you hire those employees? Well, my dear, only you can know that. Hopefully you don't reach the point where you're completely burnt out and desperate because making a desperate move doesn't always yield or yield the right results because then you're forced to make decisions out of desperation. And that's the last thing you want. So at the very least, I know this isn't a clear answer, I would encourage you that if that's something you're going to move towards, build the foundation for it. And by foundation, I mean make sure that your structure, your pricing structure, and your services line up with that. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're going to have a day visits and overnights and you're going to offer those, say you're a pet sitting company, then I believe that your day visits and your overnights should coincide with one another. You shouldn't have an overnight that starts at 6 o'clock with visits running until 8 or 9 o'clock. Your overnights should start when your day visit ends. And that's because you can have one person working for you doing both of the jobs instead of two people working for you doing two jobs. It's easier and more efficient in my opinion. The other way with pricing. Right now, if you are a sole proprietor and say charging $15 a visit, That is in no way, hands down, going to yield you any profits, let alone any money for yourself, or dare I say, savings for yourself. We are putting in so much hard work and energy for our business, I firmly believe that you should be not only paying yourself, but saving money for yourself. $15 isn't going to cut it. So if you're a sole proprietor and you're starting out and you definitely know that you're going to end up having staff one day, make those prices and able to support that staff. And that's also something that I can help you out with. Just go ahead and post on the Facebook um, wall and I will help you with that. I promise. The next part of your question, Laura, is how do you transition your clients, allowing them to come into their home? Simple. Guess what, Laura? You are booked. You're booked. Client calls and says, hey, Laura, can you come to my house? I'm so sorry, Mary Jo. I am booked. But I have a great person I'm going to send. I've trained her personally. She's like my right hand. She's amazing. You can go to the website. You can see her bio. You can see her video bio. You can see her standing on her head meowing like a cat. I don't know. I'm just playing around now. Are you listening to me? (laughs) You are permanently now booked up. And this client is not going to go out and try to look for another company who they have to go through and trust. They will give you a shot and they will give you a try. 
Like I said, that employee quick start manual, that fourth week really teaches you how to transition the clients and also how to become a manager. Too many times people start hiring people for their company and they never move into a managerial role. They stay in a coworker role. They stay on the same level as everyone else. And I'm not saying this to sound like an elitist, but a captain must be a captain at the top of the ship watching out for icebergs. He cannot be down on the deck, like mopping up the deck. It just doesn't work that way. So I'm sorry it's not a concrete answer, but I hope that gives you a little bit more insight. Let's continue the conversation on Facebook. Again, go to facebook.com backslash Bella in your business and let's chat about it. The next one comes from Christina. How to stay organized and keep up with the day-to-day responsibilities while working in the field so many hours. Christina, I don't know. Put on your superwoman cape and do it. I don't think owning a business was designed for you to be buried by working in it. So um, that's the first thing. The second thing is if you really want to try to start balancing out, you really have to have amazing systems and processes that here's the clincher. Here's the part that a lot of people don't do. You have to have amazing systems and processes that you stick to. Oftentimes, so many people start these systems and processes, but then never use them. I don't understand why. For example, you should have a client management system. I'm going to use Power Pet Sitter as an example because I absolutely love them and I use them. They've been the backbone of my company since 2009, for the past five years, okay? I use Power Pet Sitter. All my clients put their information in. My sitters go there. They get their information from there. My clients put in their credit card information. We press charge with one click of a button. It hooks up to QuickBooks. QuickBooks creates an invoice. QuickBooks applies the payment. My bookkeeper reconciles everything. I don't do much of anything. I stay on top of it. I monitor it, make sure everything's working properly, but I'm not sitting there inputting, oh, okay, Fluffy needs two cups now instead of one. Okay, let me update that for you. Oh, oh, you want to add a, um, a visit this weekend. Okay, let me update that for you. If you are doing the, the what seems like minuscule things like that and working in the field, you are burying yourself in your own grave. So that's a simple, small example of how you need to get that going. Another thing is scheduling social media posts. We all know how important your social media is to trace people back to your website, and hopefully you're doing that with blogging. That whole blogging automatic process and procedures looks like this. You hire someone like an amazing writer like Noelle, who I can hook you up with if you haven't heard me talk about her or you're not in my group and you can't you know, see her contact info. Noelle, for a very affordable rate, will write you one blog a week, two blogs a week, two blogs a month, whatever you want her to do. You tell her what to write about and she puts that on there. You schedule it to post, it automatically posts to your Facebook. You schedule a couple more posts for that week all promoting this blog post, which promotes people back to your website. This is all automatically happening while you are out in the field. So, again, Christina, in order to stay organized and keep up with the day-to-day responsibilities, you have to create a backbone of systems and processes that you rely on and you use, okay? I hope that really helps you. This next question is from Heather. 
Heather writes to me. She says, how do you get your blogs to work for you? Well, Heather, I love this question so much that in July, I actually wrote five important things to do after you publish a blog plus three bonuses. And guess what? I'm going to tell you all of them right here. So for all of you who do not have time to go and read this, I hope you are driving someplace. These light bulbs are going to go off. And guess what? You don't even have to take notes because you can just hit rewind. (laughs) So after we spend all of this time writing or posting a blog, people just post them and then they expect the whole entire world to take notice. We are bombarded with so much information every day that your blog not only needs to capture my attention, but I actually have to click on it. I know that you guys all probably share blogs just because of the actual title. I do that. I don't even read the blog sometimes. But there are certain things that you need to do. So we spend all this time writing the articles. And like I said, we just hope that somehow, somewhere, there's people out there following our website and just waiting for new content to come out. But guys, that's not reasonable. We want lots of people reading what we write. It shows Google that you're an authority on the subject matter if a lot of people are following you and and paying attention to your blogs. It can drive a lot of people to your website. In fact, I'm living proof. One day I got 1,700 hits in one day. And if you want to know how, post on the Facebook and I'll, I'll, I'll actually post the blog and show you guys. Um, so while your competition is out there sitting dead in the water with their static five-page website that hardly gets any traffic, you could be the most popular kid out there that everyone's attracted to. Okay, so how do we do this, guys? Well... The first thing I want you to do is post it on Google+. Every single post that you put on Google+, is like a micro blog. It's, it's a tiny little status update that goes straight to the search engines, and guess what? It's on Google's social media. So of course it's really great. And there is a format you should follow. You put the title, and then a hook or a description that mentions other people, Maybe you're calling to action someone or mentioning someone in your community. And then you put the URL and then you put hashtags. The second thing you got to do is post on your Facebook business page. Again, teasing an article by asking a question around it is always a good thing. Think of a way that you can create some sort of foreplay to your article. Ask a thought-provoking question like, have you ever thought about or what would you do if? And then link to your article. If your article mentions any other business in the area or your city, feel free to find their page and tag it as well. If you think it's a valuable teaching article, why not find a news reporter and and post on their wall or ask them what they think about it? That essentially is pitching your story idea to them. But remember, don't spam them, and your message should be enticing, relevant, helpful. Otherwise, you'll turn a lot of people off, and you don't want to be one of those people. The third thing is your personal Facebook page. There's no harm in sharing your business postings on your personal page, especially in the warm, cute, and fuzzy business of pet sitting. It helps you keep on top of mind it helps you keep top of a mind awareness in your personal network and people actually like and care about you. I wouldn't necessarily repost every single blog that you post onto your 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 business page, but I think an occasional post 
onto your personal page, reminding your friends of what you do is perfectly acceptable. The next thing I would do is Twitter. Twitter is one of my all-time favorites. A quick 140-character message with a hashtag for your city topic or your business always works out well. And if you want to check out what I mean, you can follow me at at Bellas underscore pets to see what I mean. Be relevant or interesting enough and others will retweet you. The other one is email. How many of you have an email service where you can send mass emails out to your list? Even if you don't, I'm sure you have a client base, either in Excel or your client management system. How about sending a link to your article to them via email? Maybe every Friday? Maybe even once a month. You can call it the monthly rewind with a quick recap of the blogs and a link to them. The name of this game is 10 seconds or less. Give me your message in this email that I can scan, not read. I, I want you to think about how much can you absorb while you're at a stoplight. Because I hate to tell you guys, but that's what people are doing. The next time you're at a stoplight, or maybe you're in your car right now listening to me, I want you to look around and count how many people you can hear, see on their phone while they're driving. I'm sorry guys, but it's a fact of life whether or not you have laws in your area. Now here's the three quick bonuses, and then I'm going to wrap this up. Number one, your articles can be like weapons. You need to fire your arsenal and prepare to strike and impress. Sometimes you might find yourself on your blog, reading articles, finding them for posting on Facebook, or to an email you're sending to a client. When you're on your own blog, press the social media share links while you're there. Send it to Twitter, Google+, Facebook. It can't hurt you, and you're already there. So you get what I'm saying? Maybe you're writing a, a, a new client an email about her puppy, and you want to send her your puppy blog. So you Google your puppy blog, you find it, you grab the link, you put it in the email, but before you close that window, go ahead and press your share buttons and share out the article. You just landed on it, might as well suck all the juice out of it. Tip number two, insert your blogs into your website under major categories. For example... If you're talking about puppy sitting or cat sitting, take something from your existing blogs and insert them into your services list. It gives your company more depth and allows your potential client to get a 360-degree feel for the actual service other than you just talking to them to death and boring them. I mean, come on. Let's stand out from the rest, okay? Tip number three. When you're sending an email to a potential client about their new puppy or a cat they don't know if you can get it, send them links to your blog via email. I just kind of mentioned this, but I'm going to just elaborate. I really want to make sure you get this. There is nothing more powerful than when you're trying to explain something to a client. I had this happen yesterday. Mary was was worried. What happens if something happens to my elderly dog while while we're away? Well, Mary, you're not the first person to ask. I actually answered that exact question that was the exact blog title and I'm going to put it in this email back to you because I'm not going to just sit here and run my mouth. I'm going to actually prove it to you in an article I wrote. If that's not enough, I also have another client that I recorded a phone conversation with where she just raved about our services because we found out her cat was in distress and we took it to the vet and she thinks that we are, quote, worth every penny. What do you think Mary said? Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I cannot wait to have a long-lasting relationship with Bella's. That's what she said to me. So you guys, this stuff is easy. You just got to think outside the box. 
Um, I promise to wrap it up at the end of that. I've got many more questions that I'm going to save for the next time. We're going to talk about hashtags. We're going to talk about um, keeping your sitters motivated and feeling great about things. Um, and, and what to do when you think that they kind of feel like a sense of entitlement. So that's what's coming up on the next Bella in your business. I will not be gone for so long this time. Now that my life has turned into a nice rhythm, I have one project a week. I have one meeting a day, but I really try to only keep it to four meetings a, a week, honestly. And, um, I take the time out. I listen to my body. I actually did a stoplight confessional about finding the rhythm in your life. Sometimes, you know, you are on rhythm and sometimes you're off rhythm. And when you're off rhythm, it's all right to sit down, take a break until you find the rhythm again and you can start tapping your foot to it. So guys, I'm giving you the permission to relax. It's the end of the year. You've worked so hard this whole year. Hopefully all of your wildest dreams have come true. I hope you wrote down your goals at the beginning of the year. Um, if you had any coming up, uh, you know, here's the final push. Go for it. You can do it. Put on your big girl, big boy panties and do it. And if you guys need any help, I am here for you. Just takes a little extra scheduling these days in my life. But I really, really enjoy being here for you. It adds some normalcy to my life in a very unnormal circumstance. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And don't forget, I'm here for you. Connect with me over at facebook.com backslash Bella in your business or backslash jump consulting. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.